Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. It's good to be with y'all here on this Tuesday. Amen. And I'm taping this podcast a little bit uh, earlier than usual. I, I've said to y'all that uh, uh, we pre-record these right now. And, uh, you know, later on, we're going to try to do it up differently and maybe be in real time, uh, you know, in time we'll do that. But uh, in any event, um, uh, we um, are going to be doing that. Uh, we've been having a lot of uh, thunderstorms and different things and the electricity flickering back and forth. And while it's, um, uh, you know, kind of slowed down a little bit, it was rocking and rolling earlier, but... Um, I figure while it's slowed down a bit, I'll just uh, make sure that I get this pre-recorded just in case electricity go out, you know. And um, I had actually planned it another way around because I had gotten on all my, I, I put on my garden clothes. I got some clothes I wear that I use just specifically, you know, to work out in the yard and all and had a lot of different things that I wanted to get done. And But, uh, but the storms started earlier. And uh, so, so it is. I say, well, uh, you know, you, you roll with the storms. You do what you got to do, and you got to make adjustments. You make adjustments. You know, isn't that life? That's how life goes. Sometimes, you know, we're throwing uh, things at us and just have to make adjustments and changes and, and uh, go with the flow. You know, a lot of people, I, you know, I, I, a lot of people don't seem to understand uh, that about life. I tried to teach my children, I would tell them over and over, I said, you know, I said one thing, if you will learn this one thing, I said, it'll help you get through life. It'll help you to stay, um, you know, with your feet on solid ground and everything. I said, and that is that uh, life is about change because life is constantly changing. Uh, you know, when we wake up, every day we wake up, we're a day older and a day older and a day older. And, uh, you know, not to be, um, you know, trying to make it sound miserable. Some people get miserable with that when you, but I don't get miserable with it. I just say, you know, it's a, I used to. Now, I used to years ago. I remember when I uh, was, I, ha I was headed to being 30 years old. Now, that's been a long time ago, but uh, several decades ago. But I, I remember I was headed to being 30 years old, and I, I had said, uh, to people around me, I said, now, because they gave me this little, kind of like a hint, I guess you'd say, uh, just things that I was picking up on and hearing, uh, that they, they wanted to kind of throw like a surprise birthday party. And I, I said to them, because I was having a real hard time about going out of my 20s and into my 30s. I felt like I was just falling into, to, you know, old man stuff. And, uh, you know, and here I am well over 60 now, you know. Um, well, not well over, but I'm, I'm over 60. I've um, been in my 60s for a couple of years now. Going on three years now. I'll be 63 this year. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, I, I said to them, I said, I'm just, I'm really having a hard time. And I don't know why I had such a hard time on turning 30, but I did. And um, I said to them, I said, I don't want no, so I said, don't be, give me no surprise birthday party. And I said, I'm very serious about that. I said, don't do that. 
Well, they did it anyway. I, I was, I came in the house and, and I saw what they had done. And I really was <laughs> not too happy about it. And I actually went off in my room for a bit and uh, somebody tried to come out and encourage me to come back out. And, and so I did, but I was really having a hard time. You know, so, you know, as we get older and time passes, you know, life is about change. You know, and, and you got to be willing. And I guess I just wasn't ready really uh, about the things that I knew that were coming, that I was I was moving into a new decade, so to speak. You know, I was going to be in my 30s and, and so on. And, and you know, and you, you, you try to deal with uh, uh, things in life knowing that what's headed towards you is, is change. And not only that, but some many times, most of the time, uh, it's change that we're just not uh, aware of. You know, we don't know what's going to come around the corner. None of us do, really, you know. So, um, it, but, you know, there's some folks out there, they're so prideful, so full of pride, and we've been talking about, uh, you know, the things that God hates, uh, and uh, we've been kind of camping out. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 6 and verses 16 through 19, it's talked about the seven things that God hates. And, um, you know, the first thing is a proud look. Now, some people, they just want to sit there and say, oh, well, that just means the way you look on your face. No, there's so much more uh, to all that. And that's the reason why we've been camping out, because there's a lot that's attached to it. But, you know, when we get to the place where we just, uh, you know, we think we've got to have the answer. we got to know what is in the future this is what leads people to go they go to palm readers and you know it's a big thing in in the houston area louisiana area all that been you know drag it's ugly old sinful self over here and and I, I i'm sure that you know it's been around for a long time maybe they even influence louisiana who knows how it all goes because i don't really look at all that i just know that it's there you see all kinds of palm readers and you just uh, tarot card readers and just one thing and another you know, and, um, uh, and and people are so desperate to want to know what the future, but the thing of it is, you go to those people, you know, they're going to tell you what you, what you want to hear, because most of them, they've got a, you know, just like any other false prophet, because that's what they are, they're false prophets, but they're false prophets of the devil, they, they say they're speaking words of God, but they are not, and so it's pride that leads them, it's pride that guides uh, them to tell you, well, yeah, I can read your palm, or I can uh, do this or that. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that those people may not come equipped with some kind of knowledge that is, of course, going to hook and bait you. That's what it's going to do, because they might mention something that nobody else knows. You know, could it be, oh, some ring that your grandmother left you or something, and extra, you know, but listen, you need to understand something. Anything like that, if you hear something like that, and I'm not saying it don't go on. I know it does go on. But the thing of it is, when that goes on, that means they're in touch with demons. And you need to you need to run as far away from there as possible and stay away from there. The Bible tells us not to go there. But, you know, pride leads us to insist that we've got to know what's around the corner, what's around the bend. And a lot of us, we just, you know, uh, we're like, well, I don't, I don't want to age, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that, and I don't want to turn the corner here. Like, I didn't want to turn the corner and go into my 30s. But, you know, you, you, you have to uh, finally realize, look, 
you got to put your faith and trust in the Lord and let Him guide you and lead you instead of being so prideful that you got to have all the answers and then you're willing to even disobey God's Word and go off to somebody that's looking at your hand and lying to you and telling you one thing, oh, you're going you to meet the such and such and you're going to meet the so and so. And then, and then something happens. You say, see, I told you it works. Oh, no. If, if that was so, it's because the devil did it. And you better understand that. Now, I know a lot of people, they're just going to shake their head and just roll their head. Because do you know there's even Christians that get involved in that? Well, let me back up. Those who claim to be a Christian. Because if you're doing that, you ain't no Christian. You're a liar and you're a hypocrite and you're going to hell. Because you think that you can do those things and you can't do those things. You've got to repent. Now, maybe you don't know that the Bible speaks against those things. And maybe maybe you got a lying preacher that's standing up in the pulpit telling you, oh, well, somebody tell you that, they are just got you under the law. That's a false prophet. That's a false teacher. And he's a liar or she's a liar or whoever. Or they a liar. Uh, you know, whatever you want to say. Uh, they're just lying through their teeth. And, and what they're doing is they're lying to you and sending you into a place and space uh, where you uh, are, uh, you know, privy to knowledge that, he, that the devil has. Now listen, I don't know why it is uh, that people, they don't understand the ways of the devil. And I don't know if it's because people are latching on to so many false teachers and these false teachers are just lying up one side and down the other. And, and these people, are, you're prideful and willing to listen to them. And so you get the Word of God distorted towards you. You know, told to you, that is. You get it distorted. And those are all works of, the pride, of pride because because you won't do it your way. You want to have your way. You don't want to do it God's way. Well, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. Uh, so, you know... Um, God's going to give us instruction. He's going to tell us what it is that he does and doesn't want us to do. And, and uh, we either are going to have a mind to obey him or we're not. And if you ain't got an old mind to obey him, <coughs> then the fact of the matter is you don't love the Lord. Now, I didn't say that. Jesus did. Because he said, if you love me, obey me. Now, you don't got a mind to obey him, then you don't love him. You, you know, you just you, what you're doing is you're just taking the name of the Lord uh, on for yourself so that you can claim to be a Christian, and then you run around living like the devil. And you represent the devil uh, by your actions and your behaviors rather than the actions and behaviors that the Lord calls us to do. Now, the reason why that we obey the Lord, we're not obeying Him to, uh, you know, be under... Uh, you know, legalism, if you want to call it that. No, we obey the Lord because we love him. And that's what Jesus said. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. In other words, if you're going to love me, then keep my commandments. And, uh, it, you know, the, it goes hands in hand. That's how it is. Obedience, uh, you know, to the Lord means that you uh, love him. And to love him means you're willing to be obedient. That is the word of God. Now, a lot of people want to shake their heads that claim to be Christian, but you're a liar and a hypocrite if you don't want to accept what God says in his word. Now, I'm just telling you what he says. You know, all I am is a messenger. I don't, you know, 
if, if the Lord hadn't said that, I wouldn't, wouldn't tell you. Why would I bother telling you that if, if the Lord didn't say it? Well, I say it because the Lord did say it. And when you called to say what the Lord said to say and called to teach what the Lord said to teach, then called to preach what the Lord said to preach, then that's what you do. Uh, you tell the whole word of God. Amen and hallelujah. And so that's what we're about. We want to tell the whole word of God. And, uh, you know, we don't leave nothing out. And I'll tell you, this thing with pride, it can eat you alive. It can kill you. It can destroy you. And so before we go any further, we want to talk to the Lord because we don't want to be so prideful that we think that we can move along and do anything without the Lord. You know, and um, I, 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 you know, every day when I wake up, and I say this, I'm not saying this to bring no, you know, trying to lift myself up or nothing. I'm just, I want to explain something to you. Because some people, they don't get a mind to understand the need to pray. And when I say pray, I'm not talking about you just praying over your food and asking the Lord to bless your food. That's all fine and well. And I do the same. I ask the Lord to bless my food. But, you know, if we, if, if we got a mind to move away from that thing called pride, don't you know you got to submit to the Lord? You got to submit to him. How can anybody? I never could understand. You know, and you hear preachers say, oh, you don't have to worry about when you pray, what you pray, this, that, and that. And, and I read all through the Word of God. And I listen to other ones pray in the Word of God that was that was wrote there. And it gives you some instruction. And even the Lord talking, you know. And, uh, but you know, I, I just find it hard to understand why anybody would get up in the morning and not go to the Lord before you get about your day. It just makes no sense. Now, I used to do that, but I found out that don't work too well. That doesn't work too well. And, uh, you know, you've got to get yourself in the frame of mind of the Lord because you are going to battle with the enemy. Do you think the enemy is asleep? No. The enemy's not asleep. The enemy is about to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the Word says. That's what it says. And so... Uh, he's about his business, and he's not going to stop. Every day that you're given, the devil wakes up to destroy you and destroy me and destroy any human, every human, even those that are in his own camp. Don't you know? Why sure enough? Those that are in his own camp, those that say uh, foolishly in their heart that there's no God, those atheists, they're in the devil's camp. That's right. They don't even know that they're in the devil's camp. A lot of them don't know that because a lot of them say, well, I don't believe in the devil. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in the devil, so on and so forth. And, and you know, and, and they don't even realize they are standing in the devil's camp because there's only two places to stand. Now, I call them camps. Other people can call them what you want. I call them camp. But you can only stand in two places. That's all there is. There ain't no middle ground. When you are not standing in the camp of the Lord, you are standing in the enemy's camp. Now, I'll tell you what. If you got your foot on one side, the devil's camp, and you got your foot on the other side, the Lord's camp, you're going to be split in two. Do you understand? Because the devil don't have no mind to let you stand like that. He don't want you in that camp. And if you keep playing around with God and you're a hypocrite and going on, the devil's going to destroy you. He's going to see a way to split you in half 
And then you're going to be, who, who, in their, who in their right mind would think you could be split in half and still live? Now, you know you can't. You can't do it physically, and you sure can't do it spiritually. No, not at all. And so it goes back to pride over and over and over. Because people, if you don't get up and pray and ask God to lead your way, then who in the world is leading your day? Huh? Did you get up and give him praise? You say, well, now this sounds legalistic. Why don't you sit down and be quiet for a minute and learn? You say, I don't like the way you talk. Why you tell people to sit down and be quiet and learn like you know everything? I don't know everything, but I know the one that does. I know the one that does. I know the one that does. I got this book right here called the Holy Bible. And the word of God lets us to know that we need to let him lead. Amen. And if you've got a mind that you're so busy, huh? who's not busy nowadays? I mean, even the drugged out druggies busy being drugged out, you know. The drunkard's busy getting drunk, you know. And so, everybody got some kind of busy. You ain't the only one, you know. I mean, you know, you listen to me. I said what I said. You say, well, you got, you got, you know, your day you can adjust it. You have no idea how busy that I am. So be careful about making your judgments. Uh, because there is, you know, the Bible say to whom much is given, much is required. And it's the truth. You know, when you, when you set yourself, uh, you, you're doing a podcast and you're doing a ministry on YouTube and you're writing a book, or actually more than one, and you're trying to write bylaws for a ministry and you're taking care of your yards and your house and you're trying to help folks and, and all, I'm not going to go into everything. But the bottom line is, uh, everybody's busy. Now, I'm not saying I'm more busy than anybody other, you know, uh, themselves other than me, but I'm just saying, you know, so many people got busy, you know, uh, and, and, and you got to make a way for the Lord. And this, this is what I, we, we've been talking, um, well, teaching, I guess you could say, rather. This is more like a talk on this podcast, but but teaching the Word of God, uh, which, you know, we believe uh, at the, the ministry of the unit preacher ministry, we believe that you should uh, reach them, preach to them, Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and then sit down and teach them. Reach. Reach them, preach to them, and teach them. It is absolutely necessary because once you've reached them with the love of the lord and said look jesus has everything you need jesus wants to give you peace he wants to save your soul he wants to give you comfort through those rough times that you're going to you're going to encounter you know here's the thing you're going to encounter rough times anyway why not give your heart to the lord and let him comfort you when you need comfort he can be the comforter that you need and 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 let him be the teacher and the guide for you so that you're guided along the right path and go to heaven rather than hell who wouldn't want to make a choice to go to heaven instead of hell well you know what the devil did he tried to fool everybody, and he's done, you know, a mighty job in this generation. 
And I say this generation, it's amazing. I haven't seen a generation like this, not in my days. Uh, I mean, I know when I was raised in the 60s, I saw a lot of a lot of things. You know, in my young years, I mean, getting close to the 70s and all, and I, even in the 70s. And I saw a lot of things. I mean, just a lot of things going on. But I will tell you, this generation is so far different than any of those even. Because many of those folks, even in that gen generation, you know, because in the 60s, there was so much rebellion and, and drugs and all this free love stuff and all that. Well, that's just translated over into the way that people think now, where sex has no boundaries and y'all can just go do whatever you want and all that. And, and, and then when you try to explain them, look, the Lord put those boundaries there for our safety and, and for us to actually to... to uh, enjoy, be able to enjoy the boundaries because having those boundaries, God is giving us protection. We can feel safe in the boundaries that he's given rather than just, uh, you know, you going out and you having sex with somebody every other night and somebody you don't know and you ain't never going to meet them and maybe risking yourself uh, possibly even being murdered or whatever else, you know. And so uh, our diseases, you know, sicknesses and, you know, people, they don't tell you everything. If you think they do, you're, you're a fool. Huh? You, you think everybody's just going to tell you they're uh, either HIV positive or that they're, uh, what, what's that other, you know, that they got uh, hepatitis and, and uh, hep C and all. People, a lot of people are just, they're liars and they, if they're not filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized with the Holy Ghost and staying full of the Holy Ghost, they just lie right to your face. And you think everything's fine, but you know those conversations, most of those conversations that come up with people meeting, uh, you know, on the meet and greet of the phones and all that. Hey, look, I know what I'm talking about because I told you I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. And, 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 and even before those, those times, you know, they, well, they're uh, still uh, different things that people would use and all that but you know a lot of people they go to the bars to meet you know straight when i say straight i'm talking about uh both sides of the fence because a lot of people think oh well just the you know those that are part of same sex attractive or whatever they're the only ones that are promiscuous and and having multiple partners and all that no i tell you what i've seen many 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 uh people on both sides of the camp that are that way and, and they lie and they cheat and doing all this kind of thing. Now, here's the deal. You know, you get right with the Lord. You get saved. You, you submit to the Lord. See, that, that's the thing. You got to let go of your pride in order to submit to the Lord. But you submit to Him and to His way. His way is the good way. That's what the Word of God says. He said he would give us the good way, and, and, and if we follow it, that we would find life therein. Well, that's what the Lord going to do for you. And, and he's going to allow you to avoid all them uh, diseases or, or possibly being murdered or whatever else go on. You know, some, some people, I've seen it time and again, you know, people meet and then the person end up killing them. And they think they're just there to have sex. And you know that's true. Don't tell me you ain't seen those things written. And they're not just written just to write them. Those are things that have went on. But you know what a lot of folks, well, I'd never, I'd never, that pride. I'd never get myself in that position. I, I, I can figure people out. I can do this and that. Yeah, there's that pride. And you're you going to keep on with that pride. It'll destroy you. And you say, well, why are you talking like that on, on a podcast that's supposed to be geared towards Christians? 
because a lot of people that claim to be Christian, they're doing the same thing. And I know that because when I was living as I was before the Lord brought me back and, and, and cleaned me up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And saved me, sanctified, baptized me with the Holy Ghost and fire and set my feet on the rock to stay. Hallelujah. And taught me the good way. Hallelujah. I was not a good person. I was a hoe. You understand? And I said that more than once. I said it so many times. People probably get sick and tired of hearing it. But the bottom line is this. You better understand something. You may think. You may think. You hear me? I said think. You better think. You better get that tank thinking. Hmm? That thank tank of yours. You better get it thinking. Because the bottom line is, you don't see. You can't see what the devil has planted. Uh-uh-uh. No, you can't. Because, see, he's a deceiver. He's a trickster. The Bible says so. And he will deceive you. And you think you got things going on and you don't. And the next thing you know, you, you know, you, you either got yourself, uh, you know, in a predicament that you don't know how you're going to get out of. Or, 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 you know, whatever else I've seen where I've known people that have been uh, very promiscuous. And I, I tell you, I, I just I look at God's mercy to me in awe. I, I can't, I don't understand his mercy. I don't understand, but I am thankful. But I've seen where there's a lot of folks that um, get sick and died. And all because of the foolish choices of thinking that they can just live this promiscuous life and not repent and not turn to God. All because their pride tells them, this is my body, I can do what I want. I mean, that pride is destructive. It'll destroy you. Well, uh, you know, what I want to do, uh, because I think that we're getting ready to turn the corner on talking about the proud look, we're going to finish that up today, and uh, and then we're going to go on to the next thing uh, in Proverbs chapter 6. And so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, turn my way over there so that I'm, I'm there when I want to get ready here. Proverbs chapter 6, and then verses 16 through 19. So the next thing on the list will be a lying tongue, and we'll be... I can guarantee, I can guarantee, oh yes, hallelujah, I can guarantee, as they say so many times in Texas, we're going to be camping out over that lying tongue. But right now, let's finish this up, the proud look, and let's go on and read Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19 one more time, just to kind of recap. The word of the Lord said, These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven, are an abomination to him. So he's going to start listing the seven things that God hates. The very first thing on the list, as we've been talking, it says, A proud look. And, and like I said, when y'all study, don't, don't study the word of God. Well, this is not even really study. Where you just read it and say, Oh, a proud look. Oh, I know what that means. And you just go on. You don't study. The Bible says we've got to stay to show ourselves approved under God. Able to rightly divide that. We've got to be able to rightly divide the word. So y'all, 
uh, got to take the time to study. You know, get your get your concordances and and uh, and all of that. Now, I, I I've said this once. I'll say it a thousand times if I have to. Whatever y'all do, don't use that living Bible. That I I'm not kidding. Don't use that living Bible. That thing. now I know some of y'all in your spirit of rebellion. You just gonna run out to get it just to see what it says because what I said. But I'm trying to forewarn you. Because there's a lot of folks, they get those and they think, oh, this is so much easier in living. But that's not a Bible. What that, it's like a paraphrased thing. It's not even, it's like a story. And they'll take all of the scriptures and they'll, they'll put it in the category of a, uh, of a story rather than it being uh, translated, each word being translated, which is what was done with the, tra- uh, with the King James Version. And of course, uh, some versions a little bit older than King James as well. I don't want anybody to think that I don't know those things. I, I do know that. And I'm not saying that pridefully, but I'm just saying I know there's some people say, oh, well, he, he, he doesn't know there's others. No, I do know they're there, but uh, there's there's reasons and uh, you know that I have where I stick with the King James Version. And I will go into that uh, at another time. And I know I've said that more than once, but we will do that. All right, so the six things the Lord hates, and yea, seven are an abomination to him. You think God don't hate? Well, the Bible says he does. And then it says, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. That's verse 17. Verse 18 says, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, and feet that uh, be swift in running to mischief. Boy, you're quick to get to trouble. And verse 19 a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren, or the church family, or even your own uh, blood family and all. And so these are not an exhaustive list of the things that God hates, but these categories that, that we see here in the Word of God, uh, they can encompass a lot of things. That's the reason why I say, you know, we've been camping out because you can't just look at the words a proud look and just be done with it. You got to get in there and study it. So I would encourage y'all to to look at all of the podcasts that we've done about the proud look because uh, the bottom line is that that's what Satan, that's, that's what took Satan down. You see, Satan, if you look in the Word of God, you find that Satan was the most beautiful angel uh, he, there were so many things about him. Uh, uh, he was the most jeweled, uh, I believe, that uh, the categories uh, put him in. I believe it's in the book of, of uh, Ezekiel. All the jewels that were upon him and the beauty that he had and the power that he had and, and the knowledge that God gave him. and all. The, but these things caused Satan to be lifted up in pride and it uh, caused him to be kicked out. But he fooled a third of the angels. You say, well, that don't sound like a very powerful God if he fooled a third of the angels. But here's the deal. God still got twice as many left. Two-thirds. Guess who created the angels? God, not the devil. The devil was, you you know, he was an angel that was created. He was Lucifer. He was not always the wicked being that he is. There was a time when he was not. But he allowed pride to take him down. And so, look, pride was the beginning of his downfall. Pride will be the beginning of our downfall. Each and every one of us. And Satan knows that. 
He is fully aware of those things. So let's look at the proud look. Now, the thing that was pointed out to me a few days ago, and I know many, many people, um, they probably are fully aware of this. And I, you know, I've, I've, I've heard of this many, many years ago, but I completely just forgot about it. And, and to some people, it may not be no big deal. But uh, I, but nevertheless, this uh, person, you know, was saying, you know, um, brother, it's interesting that the word pride, uh, if you look at the middle letter of the word pride, the word is I, the letter I. And then, and then he said, you know, and the other thing is that the middle letter of sin is also I. The letter I, and 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 you know it it really uh, brings it into focus when y'all look at the whole word of God and all the things that um, that are listed uh, as far as sin, the category of sin, uh, and the category of pride. How centered it is on people, how centered it is on people, and uh, you know I would like um, us to go. I believe it's Second Timothy chapter uh, three. I think it is. Yeah. So here in Second Timothy chapter three, it says, "This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come." That means dangerous. The word perilous for men. The word men is translated human being. Shall be lovers of their own selves. It's the very first thing that's said. They're going to be lovers of their own selves. And then it starts giving uh, the behaviors that go along with loving your own self. You love your own self, you're going to be covetous. You love your own self, you're going to be a boaster. You love your own self, you're going to be proud. And uh, you're going to be a blasphemer, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, which is uh, not what a lot of preachers uh, try to uh, translate that into uh, meaning same-sex attraction. That's actually not what that's talking about. Without natural affection, when you look it up, it's talking about not having that natural affection for your, your kinsmen, you know, for your family, for whether it be your church family or whether it be your natural family. And you see that with abortion. Because women, uh, they don't have this natural instinct to pray, uh, to protect... Uh, now, I'm not saying all women. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I, don't misquote me, but... Uh, many women nowadays, they don't feel that natural um, inclination to protect the baby that has come into being. And then they try to, uh, certainly by the will of Satan himself, is trying to negate it as being something less than human. That makes them feel comfortable in uh, killing that baby. And so, you know... Um, Without natural affection, uh, you look it up and you search it out, and it actually uh, translates so very well to this day and age that we live in because most abortions... Now, I know that the abortionists, what they do is uh, they will cap on these few things, these few things. You know, like uh, there was a, a young girl that uh, she was 10, I think almost 11, uh, when she got pregnant, and, and there was, I think, a, a molestation by a family member and that kind of thing, which is a horrible thing. We, we don't want to, to negate that as being anything less than absolutely horrible. It's absolutely horrible that that would happen. But you know, 
what happened was the people uh, that are all about killing babies, and I'm sorry that some people, well, I'm not sorry, but there's a lot of folks out there, they just don't like you saying it that way because it, it grates on their conscience. So as long as they can say this is not a child, this is not a baby, then they can't feel the consciousness of killing a child or a baby. And uh, so what was interesting is that they didn't rise up to come against the one that had molested her. They didn't rise up and speak against the wickedness of incestuous uh, behavior and the wickedness of child molestation. They didn't even go down that road. They touched on it. But when I say go down that road, I'm talking about really camping out with that and, and, and really like maybe uh, doing their best to go out and try to enforce laws against these people, maybe give them, uh, you know, way more time. You know, put them away for life or whatever. You know, some people say, well, you don't want to do that, you know, and this, that, and that. But listen, uh, my point is this. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, that's the thing to do, but I'm making a point, okay? And the reason I'm saying it that way is because some people, they listen to podcasts and then they go twist what's said. But I'm making a point. Y'all understand that? Or are you too clouded up with your own thinking that you can't understand what I'm saying? Now, so... Rather than going down the road of really insisting on some, uh, you know, because a lot of these people, they get up in jail and then they let them out, you know, and then they go, you know, perpetrate again and again and again. And uh, so rather than going and saying, look, we need laws that are going to put these people away for a long time without the possibility of parole. And I mean for a long time. You say, well... Uh, and you know, there's other countries, they deal with it another way. I mean, you do something like that in some places and they'll kill you. I mean, they'll, they got capital punishment. When I say kill, I'm talking about life for a life because you've just destroyed that child's life. But should we go along and destroy the life that's in her as well? And, and you know, that becomes a really heavy debate with people because they get angry because they think that you're ignoring the fact that there's a little child carrying a baby. But it's not that. It's absolutely grotesque that that has to happen uh, because people are, uh, you know, I don't know that the person that uh, did that had done that before and been jailed before. I'm not aware of that particular person. But most of you know what I'm talking about because the reason why that you know is because all of these people that push abortion, they jumped on that and they run with that in order to justify them killing a baby in any mama's womb. And you know that's true. You're a liar, liar, liar. Pants on fire if you don't admit to the truth, because that's the truth. And you know it's the truth. If you are listening, if it is that you are listening to this podcast, and you yourself, because you know what's happened with women that claim to be Christian, they even agree with abortion. Many of them. And it's, it's uh, now, I'm going to say you're not a Christian. I'm going to say you're a fake hypocrite Christian. You're not a real Christian. You're a liar and a hypocrite. And uh, you say, well, that's not fair to categorize because you don't know what the situation is and all of this kind of thing, you know. It just, but, but the, but see the thing that you try to get people to focus on, they don't want to focus on it. And what they want to do is they want to keep pulling your focus off 
of what you keep trying to bring them back to facing. And that is, there is a child there. There is a baby growing in there because if you leave that baby in any mother's womb, that child, that the baby, that fetus, whatever you want to call it, is going to become absolutely a viable human if something is not you know wrong with them or uh you know health wise and that kind of thing uh but you know negating all of that okay uh, let's put that aside for a second and don't sit there and try to twist and pull away the focus because that's what they do they take what you're saying and they pull the focus away that's the devil did you know that that's what the devil did with Eve in the garden. So he's still doing it through the mouths of other people right here on the earth. Using you as a devil's tool. That's what you are. If that's what you do, that's what you are. You're a devil's tool. And you know what that is? It's bound up in pride. And it's going to destroy you. Because you, uh, you know, you got this idea that the body belongs to you. I hear that over and over and over. Do you know how prideful that is? The body don't belong to you. It belongs to God. You say, well, I didn't give myself as a Christian. I don't serve your God. I don't say, because some people, you know, they listen to these podcasts just to twist what you're saying. Or just to, just to argue with you. There's, there's people like that. Did you know there's people that just listen to podcasts just to argue with other people? They sure are. And so some of them get on there and they listen to what you're saying. So that's the reason why I say what I say sometimes because I got a feeling some people are going to be listening. And, and, they, and what they do is they get on their own podcast and then they turn on the tape. Oh, listen to this fool. Listen to what he's saying. You know you do that. You little liar. You little hypocrite. You little phony. Look, the Lord loves you. You say, well, you don't sound like you talk like you love people. Oh, I love, you have no idea how much I love folks and how much I want people to be saved. But, you know, you got to call it as it is. If you're a liar, you need to be told you're a liar. If, if you're a hypocrite, you need to be told that you're a hypocrite. Okay? And the reason is because people have gotten numb to facing reality. And the reality is, pride is going to destroy you. And so many sins are literally bound up in pride. So it's not a wonder to me that the middle letter to the word pride is I. And the middle letter to sin is I. It absolutely centers on that letter. And that is, to me, no coincidence. Now, of course, that's in the English language. But it's still no coincidence. The English language is a, is, is a real language, is it not? Isn't it? It is. And, and not only that, but the English language is spoken so much over the predominance of the world. You, I mean, you go into other uh, companies that have to, you know, converse in other places, you know, for business and all this kind of stuff. The, the, the English language... It's almost like a universal language. So don't sit there and say to me, Oh, that's only in the English language. You know, and I say those things because I want you to hear that there's somebody that's on to you. Huh? Yes. And, and you, you don't have to think that a man of God can't point this out. That's what God calls the people to do. If you look at anyone that's been called... They were called to first point out sin. 
Now, with that said, you know what people are going to do? Let me tell you how it's going to go. They're going to say, who are you? Who are you to point out other people's sin? You're a sinner too. And that's what they'll do. Now, I was a sinner. Don't you call me a sinner now. Because when you've repented, the Bible says, such were some of you. That's what the Word of God says it does. Such were some of you. Uh-huh. And nowhere in the Scripture is anyone called a sinner saved by grace. That's a lie. The Word of God makes it clear that a sinner is the person that is the person. Are you hearing me? Do you hear that pounding on my desk? Because I'm trying to make a point. Okay? The sinner is what the person is before they repent. But once you repent, you're considered a saint. A saint of the Lord. S-A-I-N-T. Saint. You're considered a saint of the Lord. And you are you know, responsible to act like a saint, walk like a saint, live like a saint, serve the Lord uh, in, in, in a way that reflects a saint, not a sinner. And I got Bible over and over and over on that. And so, as we look at chapter 3 in 2 Timothy, it says this, you know, that in the last days perilous times shall come, dangerous times shall come. For men or human beings shall be lovers of their own selves. And then it starts listing all this stuff. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers. You don't know how to keep a promise. But there's much more involved with truce breakers than that, but in any event. Uh, false accusers, uh, incontinent, which means you have no self-control. Um, uh, and and that word it literally means no self control basically over your sexual behavior. Uh, fierce, which is meaning anger that turns to you wanting to kill. Uh, despisers of those that are good. You see that all the time. Despisers of those that are good. There, there's so many people that hate the holiness people, even Christians. Or excuse me, let me back up. Uh, those who claim to be a Christian. And they get angry with people that preach holiness. And, uh, you know, they'll even even try to label you as legalistic because you believe and teach in holiness. Well, then what you're going to say is your God is legalistic. It's true. That's It's the truth. And, and, and so many people, uh, they... They don't realize that that term is being mistranslated because Satan is trying to confuse people. Satan is doing his very dead level best to confuse people that they don't have to live a holy life. That this is not something that God is asking us to do. But Jesus made it very clear. I mean, you can't get any more clear than that. If you love me, keep my commandments. And a lot of people don't seem to understand what Jesus meant by that because they think that it just simply means love my neighbor. Now, the first thing is that Jesus made it clear, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, body, spirit, everything within you. But they don't quote it that way. They'll just say, love your neighbor as yourself and you've fulfilled the law. That's not what it says. 
before you even get to the part about loving your neighbor, you've got to love God with everything inside you. You are willing to submit and obey Him. You're willing to uh, listen to what He says and, and, and you're willing to follow His teachings because you love Him. And so, yes, love the Lord with all your heart. Love the Lord with all your soul. Love the Lord with all your mind. See, love is, is the center focus of that. But the very first thing is, you've got to project that to God and then human beings. But if you don't project it to God, all of your projection of love to human beings ain't going to do you a bit of good when you meet Jesus. And yet you've got people running around that claim to be Christians and that's what they think. And when they meet God uh, or when they meet Jesus, because you're going to meet him. Well, Jesus is God. But what I'm saying is, you're going to meet Jesus. And when you meet him, and you sit there now, you, you're going to be talking to the Lord about all the things that you did. Well, I did this in your name and that in your name, trying to make yourself look like and label yourself as the one that did everything right. Huh? And you know what the Lord said that he's going to tell those people? Now, this is Jesus. The one that everybody wants to make it look like that he just runs with the sinners. The Bible don't teach that. Matter of fact, it says he was separate from sinners. So you're lying on Jesus. You better quit that because you're going to meet him. You hear me? You're going to meet him. You better quit lying on Jesus. You didn't run with the sinner. If you look everywhere he went, they followed him. He didn't follow them. Don't tell me he followed the crowd and ran with them and did whatever. Oh, he's going to be in there smoking weed with everybody. No, he's not. You're a liar. Oh, he's going to be in there sucking down the sun. No, he's not. You're a liar. Don't talk to me about the changing water into the wine. You, you, you're too foolish to know the word of God. You you trying to you trying to claim your sin, you know that middle letter I, I want to do what I want, I'm going to say what I want. This body is mine. I, 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 me 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 me, huh? No, it's not yours. And you uh, you can find that in First Corinthians chapter six, and I think it's verse nineteen twenty. It tell you that you're not your own. Let's, let's go there, because I know that's what it's saying. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and verse 19. Mm -hmm. All right, now, well, you know what? We just, we just going to back up to verse 18, because it kind of go along with that horse behavior. It says, flee fornication. Now, when you look that word fornication up, it means... It, it means exactly that. Could be in a whore. And I'm not kidding. Look it up. You know what I mean? Because it lists all the different ways of being a whore. And 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 committing adultery and doing all, but it's all you find that word there, it's there. So quit being a whore. It says flee from being a whore. You better run from being a whore. And and what well, I ain't charging nothing. No, you give it out for free. That's a that's that's worse of a whore than anything. You ain't getting nothing. You ain't you ain't even get paid for what you're doing. Huh? At least a whore that got, you know, pay. They got something. I mean, they're going to go to hell anyhow. But, you know, but but many, many people, you're, the, you're a worse whore than they are because you just hand it out for free. Huh? Yeah, that's the truth. And you know it. And, and, and so verse 19, it says what? No, oh, no, wait. Let's finish this. Flee fornication. Every sin uh, that a, uh, that word man means human being, uh, death is without the body. But he that committeth fornication. Huh? You don't act like a whore. 
you ain't married to the person you're having sex with, he that committed fornication, or she, sinneth against his own body. Now, in that sense, it lets you know, yeah, it's your, you, can, you can go bopping and dopping all you want. You're going to have the privilege to do that for a while. Unless you repent, then you're going to be led by the Holy Ghost. And that's what I'm hoping that you do. You can go on ahead, but it says, verse 19, it starts to let you know there's a, there's a turn, there's a change here. What? That's what it says with a question mark. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. Now these people have already been baptized with the Holy Ghost and yet some of them were, were over there whoring around. He said, don't you know your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God and you're not your own. Now see, that's where the turning point is right there. And then it says, verse 20, For ye are bought with a price, and therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Your body and your spirit belongs to God. And the reason is because it says right here, For ye are bought with a price. That's verse 20. He paid the price for every single human being, whether you accept what he did or not. You can be an atheist, but the bottom line is, he even died for your little old self. Hmm? I could have said something else, but I won't, because I'm trying my best to live holy and be the minister that I should. But he died for your little self. Hmm? Sure enough, he did. And he paid the price for you with his body, his sinless body. And you know, we, we are the sinners. Or where the sin, you know, if you're not saved, you're the sinner, and you got to repent and take that salvation that the Lord offers to you because your body's not yours. And when you meet the Lord, Jesus, He made it clear. Woo, He made it clear. He said, Yeah. He said, I, I get it. I know all that you say you did. And then this is what the Lord said He's going to tell him. But here's the thing He said, I don't know you because of your iniquity. And, and, and the Lord knows who they are as far as their name and what they, you know, how their life was. And all, but that's, that's the issue. That's the problem. They would not turn and repent. And see, some of these folks here, they was up in the church and they started living. Uh, they, they had been one time been baptized with the Holy Ghost. So at one time they were in obedience to what God says. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 5 and verse 32 that God gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey him. So at one point they had to have obeyed him in full repentance saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. And God baptized them with the Holy Ghost. But then after they got baptized with the Holy Ghost, they were not walking in the Holy Ghost. They were running around acting like a whore. And he said, don't you know the body is, is, is God's? You ain't supposed to be running around acting like a whore. So if you're a Christian running around acting like a whore, meeting people and going on and having sex with people you're not married to and committing adultery, whatever else you got going on. Because don't you know that even if you're a single person, now y'all need to hear. Did you know a single person can commit adultery? Did you know that? Absolutely. You could have never been married and commit adultery. And that comes from Jesus himself. Because the thing of it is, if you are having sex with a married person, you're committing adultery too. Did you know that? And so, do you know how many people lie when they meet somebody over these dating apps and all that? They lie through their... Oh, no, I don't... I, I, I don't. 
<coughs> I ain't got nobody. I ain't this. And they lying through their teeth. They got three or four kids up on up in one city, and uh, maybe a couple more down in another city. And they they busy with their job, and they telling this one over here, "Oh yeah, I, I gotta I gotta go to work, and I'm gonna be gone for days. Don't you feel sorry for me, huh?" And then they all bopping and hopping with somebody else. And they may have a job that say, and I'm not trying to say that everybody's got a job where they got to travel, that you're the center and an adulterer. Right? I did not say that. So don't put those words in my mouth. I get so sick and tired of people doing that. You, you got your, you false accuser. You better quit that because you're going to go to hell for being a false accuser if you don't repent. Now, I know a lot of people don't, they see even Pentecostal preachers that don't like you talking like that. Because they say, oh, well, you know, that's, that's a way of being legalistic. No, it ain't. It ain't being legalistic when you tell people, look, this is sin. You've got to repent because the Bible says so. And this is what repentance means. It means turn around and go the other way. You're not supposed to keep lying. The Bible says, those that lie, lie no more. Those that steal, steal no more. There's got to be a change because Jesus Christ gave you a new life. Amen and hallelujah. Amen. He's given us a new life. We have a new life in Christ. We're not supposed to act the same. We're not supposed to live the same life as we did before. Amen and hallelujah. And so, it's not a wonder that the middle letter I is in that word pride because you've got PR on one side isn't that interesting PR public relations mm. think about that one huh? Mm -hmm. and then DE that's kind of like the way people think when they acting stupid and going and committing you know whorish behavior Duh. I was like that Duh. you know why because you get you get so uh, lost. See, there's all kinds of way to be less than sober. Did y'all know that? Did you think the only way you could be uh, uh, less than sober is you drinking alcohol? That's a lie from the devil. Don't listen to that lie. That ain't true. People can be uh, unsober by drugs. They can be unsober by alcohol. But they can also be less than sober with the life that they allow to be centered around in their brain and their mind. Oh, yeah. You can be so lost in your way of living that that takes over. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Even your job. Your job can be the absolute center of your life because you don't let Jesus be the center of your life. Hmm? Well, that's pride. That middle letter is I. I, I, I. It's my career. I, 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 I. Hmm? It's my education. I, 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 I. You better be careful with that. Because you better say to yourself, is this what the Lord want me to do? Am, am I allowing the Lord to be the center of my life or am I the center of my life? Is pride the center of my life? You know what the Bible says about, about uh, this life. It says all that's in the world is hmm? the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and what? The pride of life. People get so prideful about their life. They get they get prideful about their career. They get prideful about uh, the car they're driving. They get prideful about the neighborhood they're living in. Uh, they get you know, and 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 so, you know, really honestly, listen. God wants us to understand. This is what is literally going to destroy you. 
because it's destroyed Satan. You say, what do you mean? He's still running around and doing his thing. He is, but he's already been, he's, his, his demise is already set. His destruction has already been set. There's a time for that to be done, and it's going to happen. There's no two ways about that. And see, Satan knows that, and that's why he don't like people like me to talk like this. And, and this is why he's come at me so many times, because I'm, I'm trying to warn people, look, get out of the devil's way. Don't sit there and run with him. Get out of his camp and get in the camp of the Lord. Get yourself saved. Repent of your sins. Let go of that pride and let the Lord take over. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, you know, pride, it's all about self. It's, uh, you know, that thing that we allow uh, to take over. I, I want to go before we close up here, Proverbs 13 and 10. And uh, the word of the Lord says, Only by pride cometh contention, which is debate and strife, all that. But the well-advised is, is wisdom. Okay, so the ones that are well-advised. Now, if you serve in the Lord, you're well-advised because you've got the word of God with you and you've got uh, the, the counselors around you that are going to be led by the Holy Ghost and they're going to guide you to the word and all of that. But it says, let's focus on this. The first part in verse 10 says, only by pride, only by pride, only by pride, only by pride. Only by pride. You see how I did that different with each of the words? Put an emphasis on each one of those. Only by pride cometh contention. Why do you think that people are debating all this stuff that's going on about transgenderism? And, all, and you know it stands absolutely squarely against God's word. Now, I'm going to say this, and I know some people on the right are going to probably flip their lid when I say this. But you know, if God never mentioned nothing about Deuteronomy 22.5, do you know what that says? I won't turn there. I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. Because you, you people who claim to be Christians and you're not listening, you, you better turn and listen. Because Deuteronomy 22.5, you say, well, that's, that's in the Old Testament. That's the, the law. No. Not any, well, it is a part of the Old Testament. That is true. But this is not in the, uh, the Mosaic law per se. This is just simply a law that God uh, requires us as people, his people to follow. And you know that by what it says. It says, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment for all that do so an abomination unto the Lord. If God don't want you wearing a woman's garment, what makes you think that the man ought to put on, uh, go putting on her vagina? Can you answer that? I mean, if God don't want you wearing her clothes, what are you doing wearing, trying to wear her personal uh, between-the-leg stuff? Huh? Did you ever give that some thought? You know why you didn't give it no thought? Because, and here we go. Ooh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Hang on to your seats. You Christians, you claim to be, that have fought, mm, I'd say since about probably uh, the late 50s and early 60s when all that spirit of rebellion hit the earth. 
in such a mighty, mighty way? Huh? Yeah. What happened? You women started putting on men's clothing. Now, don't sit there and tell me, oh, it's made like a woman. and No. Pants pertain to a man, and you know it does. Dresses don't pertain to a man. Skirts don't pertain to a man, and you know that. You know it! Don't sit there and act like you don't know that. Now, I'm not being mean and hateful. I'm just trying to say, look, here's the knowledge of the word, the wisdom of the word, and how many of you going to ignore it? You know full well you're going to talk yourself right on out of it. Oh, it's the law. It's the law. No, it's not because it says it's not the Mosaic law. You don't find this codified in the Mosaic law. This is no different than you lying. And the Bible says all liars are going to go there, go to hell. Hmm? False accuser. You think you can go around false accusing and still go to heaven? Don't you know false accusing is in literally codified in the Mosaic law? So don't sit there and run your mouth with something you don't know what you're talking about because the Bible says here for all at the end of verse 5, it says for all that do so, not just the Jewish folks. Get that out of your head because the devil's lying to you. For all that do so, all that do so. Hmm? Did you get that? For all that do so. Huh? Are an abomination. The Lord is saying the person is an abomination. Don't sit there and tell me God don't call you an abomination if you sit there and wear something that pertains to a man and you a woman. Why do you think the devil has tried to twist this up and say, Oh, I'm non-binary. I'm non-binary. I'm non-binary. Because the devil has got a mind to erase the sexes. And you know it. And you know what? You Christians, or people that claim to be Christians, you started this. Now, I'm going to say, really, I guess I should clarify this. The devil really did start it. He really did. But you were too. And you shouldn't have been a tool because you were supposed to be identifying with the Lord and following the word of God. But you allowed yourself to sit there and pull on a pair of pants and you know that it belonged to a man. You know it pertains to a man. Don't tell me it's styled like a woman. Styled like a woman. No. You know, man, you know pants pertain to a man. You know that. You look outside. And tell me that a man don't wear pants. Oh, I already know what the devil's going to do. He's going to run your mouth right into the ground. Oh, well, don't you know this culture over here, they don't do this and that. And they don't follow God either. Don't tell me about what the Muslim countries do when they don't even serve Jesus Christ. Don't even give me that nonsense. Don't tell me what some communist country uh, does when they don't even follow the Lord. Don't even tell me that bunch of nonsense. Have you lost your spiritual mind? Come on now. You say, you're not no nice preacher. You ain't even a preacher. You're too mean and hateful. No, I'm trying to pull yourself out of the fire because the Bible says that it's an abomination. 
God don't want you to continue. You, you have pushed this over the edge. You Christian women, you need to, you need to, hey, if you got to go down to the Goodwill, I mean, I buy most of my clothes at the Goodwill because I get some good deals. You go down there. Uh, our, our daughters, we had five daughters, and we taught them. We taught them this verse. We taught them flat out, you don't put on no pants. Now, uh, I, we would allow uh, certain things, these uh, things called culottes, but they are for a woman, and they look like a skirt. They, we're not talking about uh, how it's uh, per se, you know, because some people say, well, that's no different, that's no different. If you know what I'm talking about, the culottes I'm talking about, I ain't talking about shorts. So don't even go there. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about when they stand, you do not know that they are culottes. They're called culottes because if they happen to stretch a certain way, you get out and you're doing yard work, you're doing whatever, and that kind of thing. But when somebody looks at you, you look like you got on a skirt. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because those things are what is a woman's. But here's the thing. What you can't get away from is the first thing that God says. The woman shall not put on that which pertaineth to the man. That is the very first thing that's said. Okay? Now, you can't go and justify your disobedience to this when this culture, and for many, many years, don't tell me what people failed to do. Okay? Don't tell me what people failed to do. Because a lot of, a lot of people, uh, they want to say, well, three, four hundred years ago, there was this, that. Don't, don't tell me about what they failed to do that justifies what you're doing. Because in the culture that we live in, you full well know where the women's clothes are. Yes, you do. You know it's called a prom dress. Why do you think that there's so many people now? Oh, I got thrown out of my prom because I had on pants. Hmm. Well, I did look that school up, this so-called Christian school, I guess it was, or whatever. Well, they allow them to wear pants at school. So you know what? You're double-minded. So you failed at it yourself. You're the cause of it yourself. The Christian school, you caused that. Don't sit there and say, I'm not justifying the girl showing up in, in, in a suit when you asked all of the women the ones that are born as a female, to wear a, a, a dress, okay? But when you run your mouth and, and you write it out and say, but you can wear pants during the week, you're double-minded. And do you know what the Bible says about being double-minded? You're unstable in all your ways. And what instability does, it literally bounces, it has an effect on everybody around you. Did you not have an effect on that young lady? Yes, you did. Now, if you had said, we don't allow that. We don't allow you to wear pants to that prom. But we don't allow you to wear pants at the school, neither. Then you wouldn't have had that disagreement come up. I don't believe you would have. I think that it would have been understood. Well, they don't wear pants to the school so I'm pretty much sure so I'm going to try to figure out another way to do my prom and then they can go take their little self and go do whatever they're going to do okay and that's a whole other subject I ain't getting into that but uh, you know the, the, the bottom line is these hypocritical Christians have got to take responsibility for what you've done and the damage that you've created and where it starts is the woman it says right here I didn't say it 
I didn't say it. It starts with the woman. It says the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to the man. You know in this society. So you want to talk about culture? Okay. Let's go down that road then. Huh? You want to talk about culture? Uh, in this culture in America, you know full well pants pertain to a man. You know that. And yet you'll twist it every way you can so that you can do what you want. And part of the reason is because some of you women, you so pridefully want to take over and take jobs that require you to put on pants. Hmm? Now, you know that's true. Mm -hmm. I know it's true, too, because I can see certain jobs that pretty much require uh, to... to you don't wear pants because they, you know, like a police officer, they got to scale over those fences. Well, how are you going to scale over a, a, a fence with a skirt on? How are you going to, uh, you know, and, and, and you say, well, if they put on culottes, they might be able to skirt over. No, I don't even think that would work. <laughs> Not the culottes I'm talking about. <clears throat> no. And, and, and some people, a lot of people, a very large portion of the world, they're going to hear me and they're going to say, oh, he's, I don't even really know where this word came from. It sounds so, so bizarre, but anyway. He's a misogynist. He's a misogynist. I got to look that word up. But I hear it thrown around when you talk about what God has called right and holy. They'll call you a misogynist. Okay? And no, I am not uh, one that thinks that women uh, should be uh, just barefoot and pregnant at home. I'm not saying that. I realize that uh, women have a mind. They can have a career. They can. Have, if you if you heard what I teach about the 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 pro, uh, the uh, woman uh, in uh, Proverbs chapter 31, I'm gonna go there for a minute. I know this is a long podcast, but y'all ought to be used to it by now. Proverbs 31. And if you heard me do uh, a lesson on this, you'd understand I don't, I don't feel that women can't do. But uh, this, you know, it's, it's a lesson uh, about the virtuous woman, okay? And if you listen to these things that pertain to the virtuous woman, uh, she's a woman that is able to have a career. She's able to, uh, but she also raises her children and, and, and different things like that. She's, she uh, does all kinds of things. She even purchases land and she's able to plant a vineyard. I mean, just different things. You can look that up. And it's a very um, uh, thought-provoking and very uh, enlightening chapter. And some of you that think that a woman should be bare pre just just bare pre uh, pregnant and, uh, at home. Now, some people, that may be what they want to do. It may be that there's some families, and I don't know why people slam them, and I don't know why they slam the women that want to be home and raise the children and the husband work, and they, he makes good money. He's able to take care of this, you know, everything. But yet you've got women that just go bonkers over that. They can't stand that. But, you know, um, there are so many uh, different types of uh, women as far as some may just be, uh, you know, when they've got a career and they're doing these different things like that, be married and have children, and they're able to kind of balance those things out, and others may just be stay-at-home. And there's, there's no wrong... Uh, 
you know, a right in that situation. Uh, you know, sometimes it's needful that there's a two income, uh, two different incomes coming in to a house and marriage. Uh, between a husband and wife and so uh, you know because of the day and age we live in you know there's some, a lot of financial struggles and battles and all that kind of thing but you know that don't change what Deuteronomy 22 5 says that does not change that verse now some people will look and they will say well oh what about the robes oh what about the robes do you think for one second that god made it very clear that the woman was not to put on that which pertaineth to the man and the man not put on what pertains to the woman and sit there and say it's an abomination and that people would disobey it huh i'm talking about everybody you know uh, oh jesus wore a robe jesus wore a robe and all do you think he defied this when he obeyed the law implicitly no, he didn't defy that. Your problem is that you don't understand what the Word of God is saying and what all of that was, the robes and everything else. Do you know that pants was only made for a man in the Scripture? Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. huh? They don't want to hear that. They don't want to listen to that. And they sure enough don't want to go to the Old Testament to listen to it neither. But the bottom line is, that when you look at what this scripture says, Jesus never violated that verse. Because the Bible says that he was without sin. So if he would have violated that verse, he would have been with he would have been with sin. And Jesus was not with sin. So don't call my Lord a sinner. The problem is you don't understand that thing. Now, part of the reason why that some people don't understand that whole robe issue thing. Is because they don't realize that was an outer garment. They don't, they don't, they just go on and run the mouth and, and talk and talk because they'll find certain things that sometimes relate to other uh, cultures that don't have any mind to serve the Lord or walk with the Lord and trying to justify what you're doing and what you're saying. You know that's what you're doing. But the bottom line is when you look at the details. When you look at the exact details, because you know, you you got to know some detail here, because God gave it. Because when you look up the difference between what it says, uh, "Woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man," and look up the word "pertaineth" for both the man and the woman. The woman's is so much more detailed, because the Lord absolutely wanted to make it totally clear that a woman was not to touch anything that had or pertained to a man. Because the, he knew that the minute that you do that, society's going down. And sure enough, that's what's happened. You can sit there and roll your eyes, bob your head. No! You can get mad. You can do whatever you want. But it's the truth. It's the honest truth. Because Jesus never would have violated that. Okay? Now, what I was going to say. In the, even in the 60s, when I was a little boy, almost every single human being that I saw, look at pictures. Look at pictures. And I don't care if it's in the summer, or in, especially in the 50s. The, uh, it, it didn't matter if it was the summer or fall, winter, or whatever. There was always some type of outer jacket that people had on, even in the summer. They would wear, I mean, to be fully dressed, they would wear a jacket over their clothes, and they would wear a hat and so on and so forth. Now, if the men got to the church, they took their hats off. Even in the Baptist church, they did that. The women, 
they had the little caps on and, and things, you know, even in the Baptist church. I remember that when I was a kid. But the men, they took theirs off out of, you know, res uh, respect and, 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 and obedience to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. But you also saw, now back when I was a little child in the 60s, you never saw a woman going to church with a pair of pants on. And this was a Baptist church that I was raised in for about the first 12 years of my life. And uh, women didn't do that. Now, certainly the, the Pentecostal churches, and it didn't matter if they were Trinitarian or if they were Oneness Pentecostals, they all had the same standards. Women didn't wear pants at all. Not at all. Not at all. But see, along the way, everybody thought they got knowledge. And you know... Isn't that the name of that tree in the garden? Hmm. Oh, sure it is. The tree of what? Hmm. The knowledge of good and evil. Hmm. Knowledge. Hmm. It is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But the problem is Satan's going to deceive and he's not going to allow you to have a clear mind as to what's evil and what is not. Because the Bible says so. It says they shall call evil good and good evil. That's what the Bible says. So that's exactly what has happened. People have flipped it around and turned it around, and now you got uh, you got people on this other, the women on this side that I'm talking about. You got your pants on, but yet you're upset because there's there's a a person in the bathroom, and and yes, I'm gonna say it, he's a man, but he claims to be a woman, and you all been out of shape. But you got on no different than he does. He's got on a penis and you got on pants that carries a penis. Hmm? So, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Preachers, <laughs> you bunch of false preachers, you bunch of false teachers, God's going to get you. Because you let the ball down. You dropped it. You dropped it. You didn't want to teach holiness no more. Why? Because women are saying, look, we got to go into the workforce and we got to do that. We got to put this on. We're going to, you know, I mean, it can go on and on. And you know what they first started doing was, well, I'll just wear them to work. And then when I get home, I'll change. Well, what happened? They got tired of doing that. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I, I'll just, I just won't, I won't wear them in the church. And now you've got people wearing short shorts. You've got women wearing tights that look like hose that you can see everything. I mean, just about everything. Now, I don't mean that you can see, uh, you know, their vagina or whatever, but you can pretty much make out everything about their body with some of the tight, uh, they're like tights. That they, and we're talking pastors' wives that are doing this. You're a lousy example. You know you're dressed like a whore. Don't you know that's what the streetwalkers do? Get some clothes on. Don't you know God called you to be modest? Why do you think that the Lord pointed out and say women dress modestly? Because that's where the biggest problem come from. Now, I'm not saying men ain't got your problem, but there's more of a problem with the women, and it's the truth. All you got to do is look at bathing suits. Huh? Look, look at the shorts of men's bathing suits. And a lot of times the shorts, they're down to the knees. I've seen it over and over and over. But the women is clear up to the crotch. You know it's the truth. You know what I'm saying is the truth. You say, well, they don't wear a shirt. Well, get a shirt on. You know why they don't want to do that? Because they want to show their body. 
Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, oh, we're going to work out. We're going to center on our life. We're going to be me, myself, and I, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to show what I got. Well, you know what? What you got is going to burn up in hell if you don't repent. Because your prideful ways is going to destroy you. You say, why preach like that? Why talk like that? Why teach that? Why, why say that? Because I love you and I don't want you to go to hell. I, I don't want you to be destroyed. I want you to know that God loves you. God, He wants you to be saved. Yes. And so the Bible says that only by pride cometh contention. That word contention means debate and, and, and what would be a formal discussion or public meeting opposing, uh, you know, their different arguments and stuff. Well, we've gotten past that because now people don't even want to discuss it civilly. They just, you know, you got somebody going in for a debate and because one side don't like the other, especially with what's going on with transgenderism, they get violent and just carry it on. So you, you, can't even, you can't even have a civil discussion anymore. It's gone beyond that. So, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, ang- and what it means is in the contention, these debates, is it's an anger or bitterness uh, expressed in a disagreement over a certain fundamental issue. It's always concerning a fundamental issue. And you say, well, what's a fun- fundamental issue? Well, a fundamental, you know, somebody said, well, fundamentalist. Fundamentalist. Have you heard that word thrown around? Well, what that means is it's what forms a very necessary base or your core of, of, of central, uh, what's centrally important, what's the most important. And so some people say, well, I, I don't agree with that. So in other words, what you say is you don't agree with what I just got through saying about Deuteronomy 22.5, but what you're saying is I don't agree with the word of God. And, and you can do whatever you want and try to justify it by saying, well, no, it's not that. It's just that's Old Testament. Well, I got news for you. You know what Jesus told the devil? Huh? When he was in the wilderness, what did he say? Huh? What did he tell him when he told him, turn the stones into bread and turn, hey, no, instead of, instead of turning those little stones, turn that big old stone into bread. And go on ahead. You know you're hungry, Jesus. Go on ahead. Huh? You know what the Lord said? He said, that. <laughs> Man shall not live, and that word man means human being, shall not live, Jesus said it, shall not live by only bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, only bread, bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hmm? What you going to do with that? Because for your information, the New Testament wasn't even written yet when Jesus said those words. The only thing that was written was the Old Testament. And show sure enough, don't you know, that the five first first five books of the Bible, oh yeah, that was one, that was the set of books that almost all the Jews followed. Didn't that include Deuteronomy twenty two five? You better believe it did, and Jesus obeyed it. So don't sit there and tell me he disobeyed it by wearing a robe. That robe is like like what we had back in the 50s, 60s, even whenever I was growing up, and, and they had they even had light summer coats where people would just put them on over the clothes of going out because that basically meant you were fully dressed. Well, people don't understand that now because people have gotten so immodest with their dress, they, they'll crack up laughing when you're wearing stuff like that. They think it's hilarious that you're wearing a jacket over your clothes. What's the point, you know, is their, their words. I'm not talking about just a winter thing. No, this was just meant you were fully clothed. And see, and this is, this is how far uh, things began to change because that was all the way up to whenever I was, li- uh, you know, first born in, in, in the 60s and, and all the way up to there and you, they were still 
following somewhat similar to, to that way in the Old Testament, or not in the Old Testament, but I mean in, in Jesus' day, as well as in the Old Testament. But, but people don't understand that. They think that robe was just, oh, that's all that's going on. No, it's not. Mm -mm. There's so much more that was involved. Don't you know that the man was the only one that could gird up his loins? The Bible says in a very specific way, gird up your loins like a man. Like a man. Hmm? Belt up like a man. Because you gotta you gotta put that wrap that around you so so that when why? Because there were certain tasks that the men did that the women didn't do. And when that began to change, everything began to shift. And now this is the result, what we get in this day and age and what we're dealing with, this is what we get. And it's all because of pride. Because you are too prideful to take those blasted pants off. And I said blasted. And the reason I say that, because they blasted right out of hell. Hmm? Blasted right out of the devil's mouth who's going to hell. Now everything gonna burn up in hell, so I probably shouldn't say it exactly that way. But uh but it came out of the devil's mouth. Because he he wants you to think that you don't have to obey those words. And so society, here we are. This is what we've got. Now this is what we're dealing with. And you got all of this failure to understand the word of God. Well, guess what? The devil's done a number. And you know why he's done a number? And how he's done a number? Because he has found enough people that will be willing to listen to him instead of God's word. Why? Because of pride. You're too prideful to repent of your ways. So what are you going to do with that? What are we going to do? Now that we're turning the corner about pride, and I'm getting ready to um, shut this down for tonight. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that spirit of pride? You're going to repent? You're going to let it go? Or are you just going to keep on going? Because pride will destroy you. And so with that said, we will be going on to the next uh, thing on uh, God's list of things that he hates, which is the lying tongue. So I'm looking forward to talking about the lying tongue come this Friday. Unless the Lord comes back for his church, I'm looking forward to that. Praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to hearing that trumpet sound, aren't you? Praise the Lord. And we got to be ready to go. I hope you're ready to go. Amen and hallelujah. So God, I pray, Lord, that you bless your word as it's gone forth. And may you keep us in your care. Guide us along the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless. May the Lord keep you. Amen.